0: What's up, everybody? Welcome to Hapticast Unscripted. My name is Brett Roberts, and I'm joined by my good friend, Josh Toll. Josh, audio-only experience here for our podcast listeners. How are you feeling today? What's going on?
1: I'm feeling tired and dead, so it's a good start out here.
0: Well, there's two bad things going on in life right now, and I don't want to date the podcast by... Uh, being topical here, but there's two very big things that have just happened that make life really shitty right now. What's that? So first of all, the last of us season one is over.
1: Yeah. And that's really- if, if you ask some people, they'll say that they're happy. There's a lot of people that are down on it and I don't understand. They can live in their own world. That's fine. Yeah. Well,
0: those people are abysmal. I'm not talking about them. But um, so Last of Us, uh, the TV show is is over for now. Season one is complete. So that sucks. But also, we just went through Daylight Savings Time where we got pushed an hour forward and lost an hour. And I'm here to tell you, Daylight Savings Time is like the abysmal younger sibling to time travel where we just lose time. And it's not fun, dude.
1: Can I ask you something? Yeah, please do. I <laughs> just choked on my water.
0: <laughs> Audio experience.
1: <laughs> this is what you pay for, baby.
0: Have <laughs> you think of that?
1: Oh my <laughs> Do you know do you know any farmers, Brent?
0: No, I don't. And I know that that's what the whole purpose is, right?
1: Yeah, I also don't know any farmers.
0: <laughs> Someone at work got really offended today about farmers because I was talking to a coworker about this and they were like, "We don't even farm anymore." And this woman was like, what do you mean? Well,
1: there are people that like she got. Farm.
0: Yeah, I know. But like she got like really offended on behalf of the farmers. And I'm like, lady, relax. We don't need daylight savings time.
1: Yeah, we don't. I mean, so, you know, if you're a farmer, it's a very noble profession. That's great. Uh, also, you know. You don't really need that time. So it just and what? Because we were actually together when it happened, right? Was that Saturday, yeah. Friday, Saturday,
0: Saturday night? It's a Monday or Sunday morning. I'm
1: still dying over here. Um, yeah, I know. Well, whatever it was, I was up until like almost six in the morning.
0: Really, it was five in the morning.
1: I I got so messed up. Well, it really was five in the morning. It's still bad, but it was, I was so messed up already from the time change because I got home and it was so late already. I'm like, it's not really this late. And yeah. uh, then that was it, and that was over, and then I just totally threw off my sleep schedule. And let's just say I'm not back. So.
0: Yeah, work's been rough life has been rough that hour is, is really you know you take it for granted no i want it back who stole my hour and then we get an hour later in the year yeah we just gain one hour of <clears throat> but what do you get for it it's just like dark and stuff yeah i don't like just it. like dork you i don't like it all right well so listen what is this yeah, this is uh this is our unscripted podcast. So usually, you know, we do have to cast where we we go over some gaming news and entertainment news. And, you know, we have our topics planned out. In this case, this is a more conversational podcast. We're just going to talk. We're going to have a good time, have some goofs and some gaffes. Um, and it's not scripted. But we have a couple of I have a couple of uh topics listed out that I would like to eventually talk about on the show.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, but but it's completely unscripted. We're not, you know, reading off any sources or anything. So. Yeah, that's it, man.
1: Yeah, it's a nice little supplement. <clears throat> um uh, especially when we have stuff going on and we can't keep our keep up our normal cadence, which is the reason that we're doing it right now. Um and just schedules being basically non existent. So that's fun.
0: Yeah, you can like record two or three of these at a time and, and then you're good for a couple of weeks while you know, while we're busy doing other things. So it's just yeah. a way for us to give give content and and you know, still be active on our s- channels.
1: Mm-hmm. We also, we have a, I mean, we might be able to use it for this. I don't really know. It's not going to be a, a live interaction thing, but we have a phone number people could call. And if they had unscripted uh, mm-hmm. topic ideas, you could leave it there if you wanted. Yeah. Yeah. What's that phone number? Do you know? Because um, mm-hmm. I don't know. One second. Okay. It <clears> true <throat> 904-TRU-COLT. So that's 904 878 nine zero four eight seven eight two eight five eight
0: and what they just call that number and uh
1: you just call leave a topic idea leave a message i don't know do whatever you want to do
0: tell us how you're feeling
1: call and spout obscenities for all i care
0: yeah let us know how you feel about daylight savings time
1: if, if there's anybody that's pro daylight savings time you're not going to make it on the show I'll tell you that right now
0: i want to hear an argument so for it and no no farmers yeah i want to hear a pro argument but not from a farmer
1: why do we have daylight savings time? So we said it was farming. Hold daylight savings. What? It's at the, uh, my under, Can I give you my understanding of why yeah. what it is? Yeah. And then I'm going to read you what the Library of Congress says. All right. So
0: my understanding of, of what it is, is basically farmers needed more daylight because to farm at night, you couldn't see back in the day. So they changed the clock. So, it you know, it was brighter outside longer. Therefore, they could farm
1: longer. So what if I told you that we're wrong?
0: All right, so what is it?
1: So the U.S. kept daylight saving time permanent during most of World War II. The idea was put in place to conserve fuel and keep things standards. As the war came to a close in 1945, asked respondents how we should tell time only 17, 17% wanted to keep what was then called quote-unquote wartime. So basically, it was during the energy crisis of the 1970s, daylight saving time was put in place to save on energy costs. So All right, so- well...
0: We're about to go into it's another established war. Established
1: so. in 1918. This is according to the Library of Congress. So
0: we're we're about to go into World War Three. So maybe we should just keep it for now.
1: I just think maybe we should just get rid of time altogether. It's a construct. It is. But yeah, all right. Man. So where do you want to start here? Which which thread do you want to pull on?
0: So I have something that I would like to talk to you about. I saw a clip earlier today on Twitter. I don't know if you're familiar with what I'm about to talk about, but. Essentially, I I came across this video of this man who's sitting on a toilet in a public restroom and Mm -hmm. it's filmed from like his first person perspective, obviously, and the door to the bathroom bursts open and it's a SWAT team on the other end of the door. And they're like shields, like full SWAT gear. And they're like, We told you this was gonna happen. We told you wow. you had to, you weren't listening. You gotta come out. And the guy's just like, yo, I'm taking a shit. And the cops and the SWAT team are just like, You you hands up, let's go right now. So for me, I just want to put this out there. For me, biggest nightmare ever. I'm <laughs> not standing you up.
1: SWAT team when you're taking a Duke. <laughs>
0: So, yeah, so first of all, getting barged in, so they're literally invading on my privacy, right? I'm terrified already. I want to... My life is over at this point.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Point two, I got dookie ass. I can't wipe my butt. I, they, they Hands up. Right. I got hands in the air, dookie on my butt, no wiping going on. And I think that that's a big problem.
1: What a way to phrase that.
0: And then three... My dingus is out. My pants are around my ankles. What do you do? So I wanted to just bring this up, tell you my point of view from this, and how it's the worst thing I've ever seen in my life.
1: What did this guy do? The worst
0: situation. I don't know. And that's the funny part about the video is you don't have any context into what this man did to to have this happen. Uh, It definitely seemed like it was deserved.
1: That's a pretty bad place to get barged in on. I mean, you gotta let yeah. the dude wipe though and finish, right?
0: Dude, you would think that, but
1: gonna put him in, put him in the squad car with Dookie butt.
0: If it's a SWAT team, this guy—they have guns on this dude. He's not allowed to move his hands. You know, they right. just want him to hands up and walk well, away. What's I walk he
1: gonna away. do? Take, pull a gun out of his butthole? Dude, who knows? But I think I know you what search the guy. You know, you already invade his private. You search the guy, and then you let him finish, and then you arrest him.
0: You search him while he's sitting there?
1: Yeah. I mean, you've already invaded the privacy. I mean, there's nothing left to the imagination anyway, right?
0: Listen, I don't know. I don't know what they're going to do, but I'll tell you what: what's not going to happen. His ass isn't getting wiped, and he's going to jail. And that
1: They have to let him wipe it, though.
0: Dude, I don't think they do.
1: Maybe they wipe it for him.
0: You think the cops are going to wipe an ass?
1: No, no, I don't. I think they're just going like, to arrest that man.
0: I feel like they would murder him before they would wipe his ass. That's far more common. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, I would say so. I don't know how many, how many cops wipe the, uh, the butt of people that they're arresting every year. But, yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I don't know, man. I just, and I think the Twitter account was called oh, now I have to, I have to pull it up so I can share with everyone because it's, it's truly a, a fantastic Twitter account that was brought to my attention from my friend, Steven, um, friend of the show, uh, here, I'll, I'll, I'll shout it out right now. Let me go to my Twitter. Please do. Here we go. So it is called catastrophic failure, and it's just a series <clears throat> of tweets showing catastrophic failures. Uh, the specific one was catastrophic failure to take a shit. <laughs> and the video is literally like in a gas station or like a public restroom of some sort. And it says no peace for the bowel movement. And it's my man's just taking a is shit. It,
1: is it at OA oh, shit, shit.
0: Yeah. Oh, shit.
1: Oh my god, I love their fucking Twitter. <laughs> the ba- the banner. Let me see. It's it's a it's a, oh, a nice a, a tanker boat with just shit falling off the side of it,
0: with the word shit written on the side. Yeah. Um. So some developments here. Apparently, the dude had a warrant, mm-hmm. and then a follow up tweet is, "How fucking cool would it have been if the dude had a nine hidden in his ass?"
1: Yeah, I mean that would be that would be pretty impressive to be honest with you.
0: Yeah. Um so so that's that. Great Twitter account. Good follow. And uh I'm going to like it on the African Tell Twitter account. So go follow us on there if you want to find that tweet. It's literally in our <laughs> likes.
1: <laughs> that's awesome, dude.
0: So, so yeah, um my worst night- <clears throat> my worst nightmare.
1: Oh, apparently Duke I'm already White. following this account. That's awesome. I don't I don't remember if I just followed it or if I've already been following it.
0: Steven sent it over to you and I Last okay, week, I, so it's possible you.
1: I might have given it a follow. Yeah. Cool.
0: Well, yeah, man. That's so it, that's a
1: nice little story.
0: That's it. Just the SWAT team can, toilet.
1: Can we keep on the topic of toilets for a second?
0: If we must, yeah.
1: I mean, we don't have to, but I would like to while we're on the topic.
0: Yeah, I'm. I'm cool with talking about shit. Literally,
1: <laughs> we don't have to talk about shit. Literally, Um but. I was thinking to myself this morning as I was bathing, I was taking a shower. Mm-hmm. Okay. where mm-hmm. all the greatest ideas come right in the shower. Yeah. And I use, have you ever heard of a brand called Harry's razors? Not just razors. Oh, it's a whole, they got all, all the male stuff that you want. So they have shampoo, they have conditioner, they have beard wash, face wash. Mm. I have adopted all, all of their products.
0: Would you buy a starter
1: kit? No. Oh, a long time ago. I've been using Harry's for a long time now. Okay. So I use their face wash. I use their beard wash. I also have a beard and face wash, but I like them both separately. I have shampoo and conditioner. I have body wash. I have soap. I have their razors. I have their shaving cream, everything. I bought into the full package, right? Okay. It's it's relatively, it's cheap compared to a lot of other places, and you can get it in bulk, right? Directly from them.
0: Is this like a subscription? No. Okay, you just buy it from no, them.
1: I just buy it from them sometimes on Amazon if it's cheaper, but it's not. It's actually not always cheaper on Amazon. A lot of times it's cheaper on their website.
0: Hmm.
1: Um, and you can get them in stores too. Uh, but I just, uh,
0: Target I think sells them.
1: Yeah. Um, some places carry certain stuff, but other places don't carry everything. But I like, like I said, I like the full suite. So my yeah. question to you was, what toiletry brands do you use? Do you use and Are you the type of person that uses specific stuff? Because the only hairy stuff that I don't use is deodorant. And I use very specific type of degree deodorant. And I haven't strayed from using any of these products for a very, very long time. I don't just like go in and buy whatever. Like it's these are the products that I use. And this is all Mm -hmm. I'm using. So,
0: yeah, I I have a very specific regime and and set of products that I use on my body. Um, I have to, you know, listen, this is not a, as you know, this body, um, unfortunately does not smell the greatest at times. And I need to work my hardest to make it smell
1: good. It's right? failing you.
0: It is failing me. And, uh, you know, it. That, that comes with a lot of, uh, to go back to our previous topic, it, it comes with a lot of, uh, SWAT team toiletries. Right. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, I, I do have very specific things that I use. So you may just run down the list of what I use.
1: Yeah. What do you got? I'm interested right. because like, I, I'm telling you, I will never use other products ever again. And the people that just like treat. The products they use on themselves as like the wild west i can't no abide. i can't no abide. i
0: can't buy once there. you f- once you find something that is you and it fits you and, and you like it you have to stick with it especially because you can irritate your skin if you switch brands yeah. or switch you know what i mean yeah, absolutely so, so let's hear it what do you got all right so i use in the shower we'll start there because i start my day every morning with a nice hot shower of course i use dove men's plus care body wash it's mm, good okay it's also a face wash but i don't use face wash or body wash for a face wash because i'm not a heathen right. i know that's like a very manly thing to do you have to have a separate no, face absolutely wash absolutely
1: not yeah no you're gonna dry your fucking skin out yeah
0: exactly this is an that so hour. devs doves devs doves men plus care uh the red, I think it's original scent is is my favorite. It has little beads in it and it feels Ooh, good scrubbing. I like it. You know?
1: Yeah, little exfoliating beads.
0: Yes. Absolutely. Shampoo. I've always been a head and shoulders guy.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I have like psoriasis. I have dandruff. My my scalp gets really dry. Uh so I use head and shoulders. There's also I, I I alternate. There's a head and shoulders with Old Spice mix. Ooh. I like Old Spice. It's an old spice scent, but it's a head and shoulders product. But more recently, uh, my fiance is a hairstylist and she knows like the good shit and she can get the good shit at the good uh, hair Mm. care places. So I use this shampoo called Nioxin. Oh, I've heard of this. It comes in a
1: huge,
0: huge shampoo bottle. Yeah. So I use Nioxin or Nioxin for shampoo. Um, They also have a conditioner that I use as well, Nioxin. So I use shampoo and conditioner. And then face wash. I like Neutrogena has these. It's like an orange container. It's this face scrub with little orange beads in it, and I use that to scrub. They have a blackhead one. They have a regular one. I use both. Uh, whatever one they have at the store, it doesn't really matter. It scrubs are real good. Uh, so I, that's my shower routine. Those are my products in the shower. Now, deodorant. Mm. I'm a very picky deodorant guy. I used to be um, never gel deodorant
1: ever. No, 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 no. Absolutely not. That shit oh. is not good.
0: Yeah. I don't like the gel. I use the white powdery. Mm -hmm. I used to use the white powdery deodorant. Mm -hmm. Um, and I would use like ax, you know, as a teenager, that's what I used.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, but now I've evolved. So my dad was a big proponent of using spray deodorant Mm. and I've adopted that. So I used, I think one time I ran out of deodorant and I was just like, yo dad, can I borrow yours? And I lived at home and he let me use it. And I just loved it because, Number one, it smells fantastic because it's an aerosol. You you get that spray. It smells so good. But here's the thing. It hits your armpits, and it's like cool. And you know I'm a very warm-bodied person, so it cools my armpits down. It's real nice. So I don't remember what brand he used. It was a very generic, big, tall, looked like a can of bug spray. I now use um, Dove Men's Plus whatever. They now have a spray deodorant, and that is what I use. And it comes in a little tiny little gray Spray. Uh, I have the same uh, cologne I've been wearing since I was a teenager. I wear it every day, uh, and then I now, thanks to you, actually recommendation, I use Gold Bond Spray. Yeah, I forgot and to I used it, it. all on my undercarriage. Yep. I just dude, it it's go.
1: it's a, it's honestly it's a life changer. You go from it is from every day risking you know you start sweating and then that's it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Everything soaked to like just being even when you're you are sweating just to being dry. Mm-hmm. Gold Bond body powder spray, everywhere. everywhere. Yeah,
0: and it's it's good for keeping dry and also good for scent. You know, sometimes nice. yeah. some, but some sometimes it's a deodorizer. Sometimes you know you get swamp ass, starts to stink. Right, it's in your pants all day, your underwear it's getting sweaty and gross. And mm-hmm. you know, I'm not trying to make oh, anyone oh. anyone repulse here, but that stuff is great at number one keeping you dry and number two deodorizing your undercarriage. Yeah, um so
1: and it's nice. And I, I mean, literally I take a shower and then I take another shower and basically just putting that everywhere. Right. right. I go, I go through that shit very fast.
0: <clears throat> yeah. That's, that's been a life changer. That's been a life changer for me. Um, that's it, man. Th- those are my products. Uh, toothpaste I use, um, I, there's two different types I use. I don't remember what they're called off the top of my head. One of them is a whitening and one of them is more of a cleaning one. Mm-hmm. And I just got a new electric toothbrush. So I've been using that, Oh, nice. uh, like a really expensive, like a 75 to a hundred dollars something electric Whoa. toothbrush. So
1: no i just use um i forget the brand but i know the look of it i should know the brand it's the only toothpaste i buy it's charcoal toothpaste
0: oh i've heard good things about charcoal toothpaste i've never used it though yeah i i I like to stick to the same brands as much as possible i know how much they cost i know you know you can expect what you're going to pay and also you you know what quality you're going to get from those products right
1: yeah i like the consistency I don't like, I don't like treating it like the wild west. Like I said, I don't get those people. If it ain't broke, dude. Yeah. And what if your body reacts in a bad way? Especially deodorant. Especially deodorant. That
0: that has happened to me where I've switched deodorant and my armpits itch and they get puffy. I don't like that.
1: Well, if, and like, if, if they have, like, I can't use anything with aluminum in it. I don't know. Some people really like, you know, or swear by like the aluminum deodorant. I can't do that. Mm. I can't do it. It Makes, it just causes rashes. Metal metal shavings in your pores. Yeah, I can't do that. So, yeah. And if you use the liquid deodorant, like the, you know, the things that you... The, the gel. Liquid, yeah. The gel. I don't know who fucking raised you, but they should be ashamed of themselves. Because yeah. you're, you're just putting on deodorant and you're already wet. The point is to stay dry. Yeah. You're putting it on and you're wet. I don't like it. Yep. Can't abide by it. I can't either.
0: Not a fan of that.
1: So. Well. Anyway. Glad we talked about that toiletry toilets.
0: Yeah. I had something else I wanted to talk to you about. Yeah. I watched this film. I told you about it a little bit. It's called the Pez Outlaw.
1: is Outlaw. Oh, the Pez. uh documentary on Netflix, it, right?
0: Yeah. It's a documentary about a guy who he basically was a collector of cereal box, uh, just cereal boxes. And he would get a bunch of box toppers and send them away. And get the prizes for the cereal boxes. And you know how like now there's a a rule in contests like that, that say like limit blank per household or whatever. Right. He's the reason that was invented basically because Mm. he would buy a shitload of boxes of cereal and then get all these toys and then sell them at trade shows. And it was Mm. like in the seventies and the eighties and whatnot. And he would make a lot of money that way. That was his like bread and butter. Sure. So then when they stopped it, you know, allowing him to win multiple times, he needed something he could move on from. And he discovered the world of Pez collecting. Now, here's the thing. Back in the day, and for those that don't know Pez, it's a candy dispenser. Uh, it's got a little character head on the top. You pull the head up, and then there's candy on the inside. It's fairly common in the United States. Um, but it's also an international brand. And back in the day, the United States distributor of Pez had the final say in what kinds of designs and uh, partnerships and whatnot they would put out in the United States. So the international one had all these great ideas, all these cool designs, and then they would go to the U S and this guy who was the president, or as they called him, the president of Pez in the United States would basically say, no, we're not bringing that over. So the documentary is about how this collector Goes with his son. This is like a farmer from the United States. Like he's like a, you know, a redneck.
1: Somebody has pro daylight savings. A pro
0: daylight savings individual goes to Europe, finds the Pez factory, and just buys a shitload of Pez off of them in the and you know backdoor deals and whatnot of these Pezes that weren't available in the United States. You then put them in duffel bags, flew back to the United States, and there is a law against importing goods because he was basically acting as like an importer of this product, but Pez never set that up with the, um, with the airport and airlines to prevent them from bringing over all those goods. So he would come to the United States with duffel bags full of Pez that weren't in the United States and people went nuts and he would sell them to people and he would make a living that way as basically the underground distributor of Pez. So wild. It's a great documentary and he starts having a battle with the president and he goes back to Europe multiple times. Like it's a, it becomes a problem. People Mm -hmm. start getting in trouble. Uh, so I highly recommend that. But what I, the reason I want to bring it up, Josh, is because watching it, I couldn't believe that there was a market for Pez and the people that they showed in this documentary were so bizarre, but I, I had to give them credit for like, finding something they love and and starting that collection. Right. So i want to ask you, what, what do you collect? What do you have? What's something that, you know, might be weird to others that you you find interest in collecting. And I know you're not a very physical person. Like you don't have a lot of physical belongings, but what, what would you say?
1: I don't collect anything to be honest with you. (laughs) Nothing. I really don't. I have, I mean, I have a lot of books, uh, but I don't wouldn't call myself a book collector um i play video games but i don't collect them uh, video games are like the one thing that i don't buy physically Mm -hmm. um i have a lot of dvds and blu-rays but i don't again i wouldn't say i collect them i have a lot of criterion movies but i don't know if there's anything that i collect collect i mean i have figures for star wars legos i have a lot of legos
0: yeah legos Uh, is something that you've been been developing recently yeah
1: but I wouldn't call myself, I don't have like a million Legos. Like I just buy sets that I want. Um, I have some figures for Battlestar Galactica and stuff, but I don't think um, vinyl, vinyls, vinyls, you know,
0: let me ask this then, you know, you're not a collector, but if there was one thing that you would love to collect, if money wasn't an issue, Mm. no matter what it was and how obscure it was, like what's one thing you would love to collect or one grail item. That's like, so you,
1: every criterion movie ever made printed. Every single Blue, one, the Blu-rays. No, everything. I want Us. number number one through whatever is the current. All of them, all the box sets, everything.
0: That would be impressive.
1: That'd be a big library. That would be a massive library because mm-hmm. they're. I have the newest one. um I think it's. I don't know. It would be th- thousands, <laughs> tens of thousands.
0: Right. Yeah, and there's uh the thing with with Criterion is they're not cheap. They do go on sale. You know, and the sales are great,
1: they're and half sales old. are the only way to p- purchase them. Right. Especially oh, now a... that they're doing four Ks. So that would be, it's... I would love to do that.
0: Yeah. That's and, a good one.
1: And more obscure. I would love, there is um, a company called Eagle Moss, which I'm sure you've heard of before that creates figures. Um, and I would love every, they have a Battlestar Galactica line. It's not that many, but I would love every single one of those. That makes sense. So, you have some
0: now, you said Battlestar. I've have,
1: have a couple, yeah. I have a couple. Nice. But that would be they're nice. They're very, very nice. But the problem is a lot of them aren't made anymore. And they right. were where they were limited runs. So
0: Yeah, I mean those are like the reason I'm asking is like that's so you. Like those are things that are like to your personality and like what's interesting to you. Whereas someone else there the thing that they think is cool that they would want to collect could be completely
1: different. Someone <laughs> found Joanne yeah, like, Pez. Like fucking Pez, dude. I mean, yeah. listen, I... N- no offense, but I don't know. That's just, it's so, I don't know. I mean, I think that's,
0: that's what drew me in first. I think mm-hmm. was that I knew it was about Pez collecting and I was like, I'm going to watch this documentary because I can't believe people collect Pez. And yeah. then I like watched it and I was like, damn, this is actually a really interesting story. Mm-hmm. So that's what drew me in. So,
1: yeah. That's cool. Well, what that's about cool. you? I know you,
0: you collect stuff i yeah i collect quite a few things i collect uh figures and stuff uh, i know you've seen my collection of yeah, wrestling,
1: wrestling figures
0: yeah yeah i'm actually mad at myself because when i was a kid i was a big collector of wrestling figures and i sold everything when i went to college so i could make some mm. extra money i sold my whole collection for a hundred dollars oh. and it was a lot of stuff dude and he acted like it was a um it was a store a notorious store local to us that sold wrestling figures and he knew what I had and tried to like downplay it. Like now I know I had some like ringside exclusive figures that I bought from him at his store that were like $50 for one figure. And that was part of that collection, like multiple of those. And he gave me a hundred dollars for everything. Mm. So I got, I got screwed there. I'm mad at myself for, for selling all of those, but I do, I collect wrestling action figures. I collect physical video games. I try to, if if it's a game that I, I really like, I collect it. Um, I don't know. There's like a lot of there's a lot of things that I like wish I had or like I'll see something come out like a special edition of a video game. And I'm like, damn, I really wish I had the money for that or I wish I I wish I could justify spending the money on this. Uh, like, for example, like the Resident Evil statues, mm. the special editions are like really cool, but I could not bring myself to pay that much for a statue. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, there's there's a lot of things out there that I, I would like to collect. Like, one, th- you know what I really want to get into? I want to get into Star Wars figures. Mm. I think they're super cool. And Marvel Legends as well. Like the Black Series and Marvel Legends. I would yeah. really love to collect. And I dabbled a little bit in Marvel Legends. But they just put out so much. And it, they're they're not cheap. They're pretty expensive. Um, and it's like once they're. There's like a hype factor around it. Where like you have to pre-order them. And get them in. Otherwise you can't get them. And if you want to get them. You're going to spend double the price. And I just right. can't. I can't justify that.
1: Yeah, it's a lot to get into.
0: But like I saw Obi-Wan, they had an Obi-Wan Kenobi uh, from the show Kenobi. Like they had Obi-Wan. Mm-hmm. And I was like, damn, that's really cool. I want that. But then if I got that, I would have to get an Anakin a Darth Vader. And then, I, you know what I mean? Like i that's how it starts. I want one because I think it's cool. But then I would have to I would have to go right. on and get a bunch. Right. Uh, shout out to Christian from Save Before Quitting podcast. I don't know if he's still doing this. But he actually was a huge collector of action figures and he Mm -hmm. would just collect anything like anything that was like cool or something that he had nostalgia for. He would collect. And he recently, at least to my knowledge, he recently stopped collecting figures. Wow. He stopped collecting hot toys. He stopped collecting Marvel Legends, uh, Black Series, Star Wars, Black Series, everything. And he's collecting one series and one series only. And the interesting thing is, it's a series of toys that has already been out, been completed, and is no longer being produced. And the point behind it is, he's no longer just buying every single thing that comes out. He actually has a goal, and it is to complete a set. Mm. And that toy line, my friend, <clears throat> is the Batman the Animated Series action figure set.
1: Oof. Ooh. So...
0: I don't know how far he's gone gotten with that. I don't know if he's been buying anything else, but that is when he explained and justified why he stopped buying figures. I was like, that makes complete sense.
1: No, that's cool. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't see for me for figures. If it was ever figures, it wouldn't really be figures of people per se. I really like ships. Like I like ships from star Wars and, you know, Battlestar Galactica and things like that. I like ships. Yeah. So, If I had to pick a focus, that would be... And actually, I was thinking, as we kept talking, there was this tabletop game for Star Wars I got into for a little bit. Uh, And I think it's still going on. But it was... Oh, boy. I'm going to forget what it is now. But you had, like, ships... Like, it came with models, and you had to build squadrons, basically. Was it called Squadrons? I I remember. remember I know what you're talking about, but I
0: don't remember what it's called, either.
1: I forget what it's called. But I sold... I had a lot of figures like I had every cause I, I got in on that game when it started and it was a fun game, but the figures were so cool because they came, they're really nice, highly detailed. They were fairly cheap, you know, models and they were all painted already. Like it was really nice. Um, but I got every single line and multiple of some for building my different squadrons and things that I would run when the game started. And that was for maybe two or three years in college, like every ship and release, including some of the big ones, and then I, I stopped and I sold all of them. And I wish I hadn't because they were fucking awesome. And also, now all of those things are discontinued, and you can still play them, but no, they're not made anymore. So yeah,
0: that's probably so expensive.
1: Th- they are, and they're worth a lot. And I sold them for not what they're worth. So yeah,
0: yeah, that's rough. That's really rough. And,
1: and my Yu Gi Oh cards too, from back in the day, which I sold mine, and I'm happy I didn't. I shouldn't have. I had so many, yeah. so many. So, yeah, the moral of the story is: if you're collecting something as a as a child, just keep it. Don't throw it away ever.
0: Yeah, and go to Europe and buy European versions of it and sell it in the, New-
1: in the United States. Yeah, legally. Yeah, you could do that. It's a so it's illegal. Why is that illegal?
0: uh because he, like I said, he was basically infringing on the right to distribute in America. Like he was bringing that much over that it, oh. he was bringing them over and selling them. So it was as if he was a retailer going and going underneath Pez us and just bringing gotcha. the product in straight straight from them gotcha uh, so yeah
1: gotcha uh, well we probably have time for one more topic for this episode what yeah. uh what are you feeling You tell me <clears throat> what do you want to talk about i really want to talk about uh it's on your little list here but uh the quentin tarantino stuff
0: yeah, so it just came out that Quentin Tarantino's final movie is started production in some way, shape, or form, and the film is called uh, The Movie Critic, which is kind of fitting. Mm-hmm. It's his ninth and final film. Or I little. thought it was his
1: tenth. It's his ninth.
0: I thought so. I thought he was doing nine and he was done.
1: I thought he was doing ten.
0: Maybe he is. I could be wrong.
1: No, but I mean, the, this is the final one because mm-hmm. it was that's what it's being billed as his final one. Right. And listen, I'm there for it. I love Quentin Tarantino. I think he's a great filmmaker. I think he's one of the best, not just living, but to ever live. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I, don't, I don't get it. Don't get what? I don't understand why he's just like, he has to put such a definitive number on it.
0: So I was thinking about that too, actually yesterday. And I was having a conversation with my mother-in-law. And she said, what's crazy and what's funny is he could just make billions and billions of dollars by just making more movies. And I said, yeah, but isn't it so much cooler to have a legacy of just nine or 10 great films, not one stinker. So I guess that's kind of what he's going for is the quality
1: over that quantity. And I can respect that. <clears throat> no, I i mean, I get it. that aspect, but like to me, if you still got it and you're still enjoying doing it, yeah. Right, and you're still producing great stuff. Why be like that's it? Why not just be done when you know it's time to be done?
0: Yeah, I think he's afraid.
1: <clears throat> I think he's afraid he will ruin it, his legacy. Well.
0: I don't know, man. He was going to just... do Star Trek. Right. You remember, there was going to be a Quentin Tarantino Star Trek movie which would have been interesting cuz that would have been like the first of his films that was another property.
1: Right. He not just,
0: Yeah, he was just not doing his own thing. Uh, and I think that would have been, if that would have been his like last one or one of his last ones, that would have been, that would have kind of sucked because he's such a brilliant storyteller. You kind of would have just wished for his own original shit, but I'm sure it would have been cool.
1: Yeah. I what's to call the movie critic.
0: Yeah. It's called the movie critic. And apparently it's going it, to, it's being rumored to be taking place in the seventies in LA um, about the life of this famous movie critic, this woman. <clears throat> Margot Robbie is probably going to play her or something. Pauline kale.
1: Huh? Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I get it. I'm also just selfish because I like him as a filmmaker. So
0: yeah, it does suck thinking like
1: we're never going to get another, another one. But like the other thing is too, is like, if you're saying this, then you have to be done, right? Like you can't, what if, What if 10 years from now, he's like, damn, I have another awesome idea. Like, I think this could be a great movie. You can't, you can only end. Well, I mean, I guess you could do whatever you want. And people have gone away and come back before, but you can't. I'm ready. Right. But you can't be like, I'm done. And, you know, Peggy is like, this is the last thing I'm ever going to do. Right. And then 10 years later, you come back like, just kidding. I have this. And it's like, well, then it ruins the. Right. Allure of you saying that.
0: Yeah, you're 100% right. I think. You know, he then it's very he very well may come back and do another film in in 10 years or 20 years. Who knows? Um, But I think what would be more fair to his original vision is maybe he doesn't do movies. Maybe he does TV or uh, miniseries or, you know, something along like he technically he's not lying. Technically, he's told the truth. He did his nine or 10 films. uh, But. You know, I don't know. Uh, Who knows?
1: I could get on board for that, I think.
0: I don't know if I love his next film being in the seventies in LA again.
1: I feel like we just got that.
0: We, we we did. And I to be honest, I know I said he doesn't have any stinkers, but and I know it's a lot of people's favorite. Once upon a time in Hollywood was not my favorite. Of
1: my film. least favorite. My least yeah, favorite. I, I agree. My least favorite. I now I I have to watch it again, I guess. I've only seen it once. It's one of his the few times. I have only seen his film one time, like any of his yeah. films one time. Me too. Which, which maybe that's saying something.
0: But um, they're so long, and if you don't enjoy it, it's hard to watch a thing you don't enjoy a second
1: right. time. And I've only seen it in theaters, so I should—I guess—I should retry it. But it was my least favorite, and I don't know. He's just—he's just a master of all trades, and I feel like he switches genres and settings and the types of stories he does all the time i don't want to be too samey but that's a good
0: point he he kind
1: of sticks in these
0: themes like uh gangster and then he went to like western and then he went to like world war ii
1: well
0: yeah world war ii and then hollywood um so he kind of does have those like pits that he gets into i don't know because uh What's it called? Uh, Hateful Eight and Django are like westerns. Mm. You know Hateful Eight I mean? is great. Yeah, the Hateful Eight—that's one I haven't seen more than once, and I want to watch it in that new format where it's a, yeah on Netflix a series.
1: <clears throat> yeah. yeah, Hateful Eight is great. But I mean, at least we could be like, well, now you definitely know what your favorite Tarantino's movies are, right? Now you could make a definitive list. Yeah, make a yeah. definitive list. Get get the definitive box set and make a definitive list. Yeah, you certainly could. It's just such a shame cuz he's not old like I don't know. He's still with it mentally. I really yeah. Yeah. I really want him to keep making them. I don't want I don't want that to be it. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, I get it cuz
0: like if someone's really good at their job, you don't ever want them to quit, you know, especially when it brings so much joy to people. His films are like people look forward to those.
1: They're fun, they're beautiful, they're brilliant, you know. Yeah, and he's not afraid like he <laughs> he's oh, pretty yeah. he's pretty bold when it comes to the films that he makes yeah so and I don't really feel like we get too many people like that anymore so yeah but anyway rest in peace man He's he's gone well not yet <laughs> but soon
0: so yeah alright well listen that's it we're gonna we're gonna wrap this one up so a little bit of a short one but I want to thank everybody for listening have cast unscripted um make sure you tune in next week we're going to have another one so
1: God bless us everyone